your horses there listeners let's rein it back in a bit you're no longer running free you're listening to nashville anthems dissecting 80s and 90s country music and that was river town fields playing us in this time on this podcast we unwrap the layers of 80s and 90s country one song at a time to see if we can unlock the mystery of exactly why this era and this genre particularly worked today's victim is a big one a wild one even that's right is Faith Hill's mega-hit, Wild One. So, if you haven't already, I invite you to pause this podcast and give Wild One a good, close listen or two. And now, let's get into it. First off, as always, we want to give credit where credit is due. Faith Hill recorded Wild One in 1993 and released it as her debut single just ahead of her 1993 debut album, Take Me As I Am. The song was written by Pat Bunch, Jamie Kyle, and Will Rambo, and it was produced by Scott Hendricks. It's actually a cover, but you didn't know that. The band Zaka Creek released a version a year earlier in 1992. I invite you to listen to it, just for the novelty of hearing a slightly earlier version of a song that, if you're like me, you've heard about a million times. <laughs> Their take is fairly similar to Faith Hill's, actually, but obviously had nowhere near the impact that hers had. They said, change your clothes. She said, no, I won't. They said, comb your hair. She said, some kids don't. So Faith Hill's Wild One was a massive hit, an enduring classic that spent the first four weeks of 1994 in the number one spot on the country charts. Want to hear some songs that it held out of number one? Of course you do. Here are the number twos during that period. Dwight Yoakam's Fast As You. Haven't gotten to him yet. Doug Stone, haven't got to him yet either. I never knew love. No, he means real love, y'all. And Live Until I Die, that's Clay Walker. And Clay Walker would overtake Faith Hill the next week, actually. So that's some of the history. Doesn't take you back. It does me. Uh, let's get into some key features, though, that to my ear make Wild One what it is. The first of the song's driving motion, something we've seen before on this podcast. A lot of the drive comes from these quarter notes on the piano. Bang, 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 bang. One, two, three, four. Kind of relentless while they're in, though they're not in all the time. You can hear them as soon as the full band comes in on the song's intro. These mimic a four-on-the-floor bass line that, when it's there, always drives the song, always acts to propel it forward, as we've seen before. But here the bass and the bass drum don't do that groove. They play a much more syncopated groove, as we're about to talk about. But the fact that the piano handles it here gives the song not only a drive, but a bright drive, as piano can naturally do, as we've discussed, especially with Diamond Rio, when it plays above the register of the open strings on a guitar. So that's the wheel-turning drive of Wild One, but that's not really mainly what this groove is about. Because Wild One, both instrumentally and vocally, makes very heavy use of syncopation. You hear it immediately in the intro and it just continues into the verse. Here's that groove. One, 
Hear the strong syncopated upbeat of two in each measure? It's emphasized in the acoustic rhythm guitar. I encourage you to give that another listen. The acoustic guitar player brought his or her A-game to this session. It's a really strong, lively rhythm part. that sets the tone right away with that four-bar acoustic intro. On the vocals in the verse, too, I mean, essentially every syllable is on an upbeat. Certainly every quotation in this dialogue. Change your clothes. No, I won't. Comb your hair. Some kids don't. These are all three-syllable phrases with the syllables on the upbeat of two, upbeat of three, and upbeat of four of each measure. Notice the first one, the strongest one, is the same upbeat that's emphasized in the overall groove, the upbeat of two. In the chorus, the syncopation certainly continues, and it even gets thicker. The chorus introduces the rhythmic element of emphasizing the last three eighth notes of each measure. One, two, three, and four, and one, two, three, and four, and two, three, and four, and one, two, three. She's a wild one with an angel's face. She's a wild one with an angel's face. She's a woman child in a state of grace. Then it shifts a bit as the chords switch to minor. We get when she was three years old. There you have the and four and lead up. When she was, followed by a strong one. When she was three. But right back to the previous rhythm on on her daddy's knee. He said you can be anything you want to be. And you have the big note there. That hits not on one, but on the syncopated upbeat of four. He said you can be anything you want to be. And all this syncopation, this rhythmic emphasis of upbeats, gives the song a light, lifting sort of feel, like you're bouncing or like skipping along. That's the particular flavor of driving motion that this song has. It's a whimsical sort of motion, a feeling of no longer sneaking out after your parents go to bed, but now joyfully defying them in broad daylight, feeling like the dreams are all out there, no chance they're in here. And it turns out rebellion can feel pretty good. And that's the second key feature I want to get to, the song's feeling of whimsical liberation. It's right there in the title, Wild One. She's a wild one. That's kind of a rural southernism, if you didn't pick up on it. It's like that Faith Hill, you know, she's a wild one. It kind of has a small town gossip flavor, but note the point of view. It's kind of a twist on that idea. Here you have a third-person omniscient narrator who is especially in tune to the inner life of the song's subject, the titular Wild One. Note the apparent knowledge of her plans and dreams in the song's bridge. Now, this inner knowledge is something real gossipers certainly would not have, and that gives the narrator sympathy for, even celebration of, the things about this woman that have earned her that wild label in the eyes of her neighbors. So there's some irony, some sarcasm in this declaration that she's a wild one. It's kind of saying that Faith Hill, you know, she's really starting to come into her own. She's exploring life, casting off her shackles, if you will, and becoming an independent woman. There's a bit of an animal-like suggestion in there, too, again with some sarcasm. Calling her a wild one, particularly a wild one that's running free, kind of has some horse imagery, like she's untamable. She will not be hobbled or even saddled. She has an independent nature, and I can't do anything with her, so to speak. And that imagery really doubles down on the idea that this woman has been repressed, treated as less than human, had her independent nature attempted to be suppressed, such that this joyous announcement that she's now free, that those seeds planted by her daddy way back when she was only three, have fully sprouted and bloomed, 
has that much more weight. And even in that, the song is playing with some inherent contradictions, right? The same daddy who spends the verses telling her she can't go out, she can't date Bill, she can't wear those clothes, etc., etc., is a big part of the reason she wants to do those things. His early affirmations kind of backfired on him, didn't they? And the song loves it. The tone of this song is bright, celebratory, and whimsical. There is a freshness, a youthfulness to this woman's liberation that the song unabashedly celebrates. Remember, this has been a recurring theme in our exploration of 80s and 90s country music, uncritical and unapologetic celebration of particular subject matter. In this case, youthful, rural women's liberation. Now, notice how the pace of the song slows down in the bridge, both in the groove and in the lyrics. We flip into halftime, like this young woman has come home from this party or date or whatever it was that she wasn't supposed to go to, and far from feeling a letdown like we might expect, she's slowing down to revel all the more in how her life is changing and in the possibilities of where she feels like she's headed. I think the bridge is really important to this aspect of the song. With this mention of future plans and dreams at night, and almost the beginning of a hint of questioning this liberated attitude as being immature as they tell her the grim reality that life, real life, is hard. But the song won't hear that. What's her rebuttal to these naysayers saying life is hard? The dismissive, youthful, whimsical, that's all right. And that's the big climax of the song, the divalicious big note, a C-sharp, the same note Winona Judd got up to in Girls' Night Out. But Faith Hill is more of a big voice, and she just belts that note out with all the reckless abandon that the song calls for. She says, That's all right. yeah, she's now, without that, without all the whimsy in the bridge, this is an example of a song that really could have been taken very differently than how it does come off. It would start to have closer to that tonal ambiguity that I'm going to hire a wino to decorate our home head. I mean, situate these lyrics in a groove with less bounce, less vibrancy, less brightness, slow it down a bit, put more than those two minor chords in the chorus in it, darken it up, take that bright piano out, and suddenly, without that explicitly whimsical bridge, you could have a song that's not sympathetic to the wild one, but rather to her parents. It's like, despite our best efforts, she turned into a wild one. She's running free, and she's about to trip and fall, and there's nothing we can do to stop it. This goes from celebrating this woman's newfound freedom to lamenting her parents' sudden powerlessness to protect their still child from a truly dangerous world. Suddenly, this uphill roll she's on takes on a different flavor, doesn't it? But that's not the song we have. The song we have feels playful, bright, celebratory, exuberant, and there's something else that plays a big part in that overall tone, and it's Faith Hill's voice. I want to reserve a little bit here because Faith Hill is an outstanding singer, and I feel like we will have more opportunities to dive into what makes her singing special, kind of like we did early on with Patti Loveless. But here, what I want to highlight is how Faith Hill's voice has a natural, raspy edge, a la Martina McBride. That edge is the sauce that makes the steak that is her bright smiling, it sounds like she's smiling, right? Do you know what I mean? The sauce that makes the steak that is her bright smiling vocals specifically youthful and whimsical. They said change your clothes, she said no I won't. They said comb your hair, she said some kids don't. The song is a wide range pitch-wise, too. That big C-sharp we talked about on the bridge all the way down to an F-sharp in the more subdued verses 
which narrate this dialogue, this argument between the liberated young woman and her stodgy old-fashioned parents. The song was no doubt pitched to land those notes in the right spots for Faith Hill's range. That explains why the song is in the key of B, the same, frankly, rather oddball key that situated Patti Loveless's vocals so comfortably in How Can I Help You Say Goodbye, a song with a notably tighter range pitch-wise than the wide range of Wild One. It's a wide one, running free? No? But it takes a special singer to sell it like Faith Hill does through all the notes of this wide range. When you have a song that is this massive of a hit, it has to scratch a certain itch, and it definitely did in the early 90s. And the execution has to be on point, and the band and Faith Hill certainly brought their A-game to this cut, and it shows. In a sense, yeah, it's a wild one. But it's an illusion. These folks were in complete control when they executed this classic country song. And that's all I had to say about that. Let's restable this wild one and find out what song we'll be looking at on the next episode of Nashville Anthems. To that end, I'm going to pull up Satellite Radio's 80s and 90s country station right now and see what's playing. Going back to Vince Gill. The song's an early Vince Gill song. It's Look At Us. I look forward to looking at that one with you in two weeks. Until then, you can write me at meltonwithamainerberry at gmail.com or look up Nashville Anthems on Instagram. Thanks a lot for listening. See you next time. I gotta go. My knee hurts.